Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy Friday. We're late. We are late. What I happened, learned. Wayne? What's that? What happened? Well, I learned that apparently with our new fancy Nespresso machines, uh, from time to time, you need to descale it. <laughs> Whatever the hell that means. I was Googling that. I thought I could get it all done and get my coffee made before we uh, got started, but that uh, that didn't happen. So... Uh, for those of you with an espresso machine, you know, public service announcement for you. Uh, from time to time, you need to descale. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <clears throat> That's a process. You got to buy some fancy pods. It's a process. That's all I got. What do yeah. you got, Gab? <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> I, try, I tried to get the show ready for you. I found it on your computer. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No coffee, just water for us this morning. Woohoo! Today is Today's March March twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. What are you doing? Oh, just checking the weather. Oh, going to be zero degrees today in Edmonton area. What's it going to be in Ontario? That's where we're going to be. Uh, it's. I think last time I checked, it's supposed to be like kind of crappy and rainy. While we're there, but that's okay. Okay. Um, upcoming events. Uh, yeah. Uh, tonight we have our Friday live training, Friday live recorded training. <laughs> yes. Yes. How to find off market deals. So that'll be in the real estate investing masters, Facebook group, um, streaming at 7 PM mountain time when, uh, we will be in Ontario, but we will join in, in the comments. So we'll be live with you watching and, um, answering questions in the comments and that sort of thing. So we will be there with you. Did you say what the topic was? Yeah. Okay. How to find off market deals. <laughs> no coffees guys. No coffees. Yeah. Frantically <laughs> trying to figure shit out. <laughs> First thing in the morning. It's kind of a mind. Yeah. It messes you up. Yeah. <laughs> messes you up. Um, well, I'm excited for that. I'm excited because I already knew, I already know what it's about because we did it yesterday. Yeah. We recorded it yesterday. It's going to be good. Don't miss it. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee that. Um, and like Gabby said, we'll be in the comments to answer your questions in regards to that. Um, I've also got a, a, an, an, uh, an investor meetup um, on April 10th. 10th. <laughs> I don't have numbers in front of me. Or April dates. 10th at our property in Leduc. Yeah. It's it's full though. So, oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, oh, yeah. guys. Well, there are a few people. I talked to a few people that said that um, they're not one hundred percent sure they can make it. So I told them, hey, you know, if you're not gonna make it, give us a note, a little bit of notice, and let us know so that um, if anybody else wants to come to that investor meetup, they can. So if you are interested in coming and you didn't get your, um, you didn't register in time. Shoot us an email, info at reimorningshow.com, and uh, we'll add you to the wait list. It's a lot of fun. Yes. You get to hang out with us for two hours and at one of our flip projects. Um, this one is going to be in <clears throat> mid-stages. Yeah. How many How many weeks away is that? It is... Two? Three? Two? Two and a half? A little over two weeks away. Uh, a little away. over two weeks away. So we'll be three weeks into the project. Not quite. Not quite getting put back together. It will be. Well, yeah, but Prime. I mean, there's, yeah, there's <clears throat> lots of like, we need to drywall the ceilings, uh, top and bottom and, um, and do lots of that kind of stuff that we don't normally have to do. Framing and other stuff. Yeah, a bunch so. of framing and yeah, so Yeah. We'll be kind of at that stage of, yeah, maybe there'll be paint on the wall. Maybe there won't. <laughs> oh, we can hope so. Yes. We can hope so. We can hope for a miracle. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. And then you get to ask all, lots of questions about fix and flips and how to do things and where to buy things. And if that's the kind of thing you're interested in. It's in Leduc, Alberta. 
So if you're in Calgary or, or you know, you're a little far away, you make a plan to be there. Um, yeah. It's on the weekend. Um, maybe come out for a day trip and come check it out. And then lastly, the day after that, I believe it's the day right after that, April 11th, right? Oh, yes. Okay, sorry. Yes. So you can come on, on, on April 10th to the to the investor fix and flip meetup. And then the next day, we've got our new announcement, our new event that we that we uh, announced uh, a couple days ago. And that's our real estate investing masters basic training event. Five days of basic training every evening from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Mountain Time. Join us. It's online. It's online. I guess we have to say that. eh? It's online. You get to spend the two hours with us every night and we're going to do, you know, the basics of real estate investing. Mm -hmm. Um, Get you all started um, with the fundamentals as well. We're going to be challenging you. Right. So this is this is this is this is good for all ages um, (laughs) and and all levels of five years old, 50 years old. (laughs) Yes. And all levels of experience. Um, if you're brand new to investing and you want to learn the basics and the fundamentals, you get five days of training, right? As well, we're going to be challenging you with, with, um, with homework every night. And this is mandatory homework. So don't sign up if you're not going to do it. If you're not planning on doing it, if you're like, yeah, that's, that's nice, bud. But Thursdays I've got uh, jujitsu. You know what? If, if jujitsu is more important than this, then don't sign up. It's not for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to give you some, some homework every night and you have to get it done. Right, we're gonna make you step outside your comfort zone. Um, we're gonna challenge you to to jump on opportunities when 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 they present themselves. Okay? Yes. And if you don't do your homework, I'm gonna kick you out. <clears throat> and don't make it weird. Don't show up anyways, fully well knowing you're not gonna do the homework. And you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Don't make it weird. I don't want to single people out in front of everybody else. I think that the best approach to this is is to sign up to commit and to complete it. Yes. Right? If you can do this, you can do just about anything. Let's do it. Does that sound fair? Yeah. April 11th to 15th. Yes. You can go to Eventbrite, search Prairie Home Investments, and find the event there to sign up. It's free. It's also in the show notes. Um, It's also in the Podbean show, or in the podcast show notes. Yeah. If you're there. Um, Yeah. I'm not going to put it in the comments here in Podbean today because I'm not logged into Eventbrite right now. It's easy enough to find. Yeah, this. it is. Um, you can also join our Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group and uh, you'll be able to find the link there. Um, yes. Yeah. So, guys, what are you guys working on? It's yeah. Friday. Oh, are- we had. So- we also had some, um, oh, okay. some questions from yesterday that we can get to. Um, well, we want to hear your questions as well. So, yeah. you know, write them all down. This is this is what it's here for, guys. Free coaching. So questions, what you're working on. Um, yeah, anything. Tell us what's going on. Talk to us. Interact with us, please. Be our caffeine. Be our guest. Be our caffeine. <laughs> um, what do we got going on, Wayne? Well, I'm going to be frantically trying to get some things organized today. Uh, this morning over the next hour after the show and then we get a pack yeah we haven't packed yet i've barely thought about leaving today <laughs> i uh, yeah woke up at five and just kind of rolled over and i think i said don't forget we gotta drop the dog off too so we gotta leave a little bit earlier yes yeah so it's gonna be a, a little frantic this morning um and then just trying to get other business stuff done um do you have these uh questions I'm looking for them. I don't know why. Cap took screenshots of the questions yesterday, but I'm watching her like scroll through tons and tons of pictures of her, of the dog. And she can't (laughs) find the screenshots. I found them. It's because I wasn't under pictures. I was under like some weird albums. That's why I found them. Wayne, I'm tired. Okay. Good morning, everyone. (laughs) Okay, so uh, some questions from yesterday. I think we might have two questions here. So you're going to need to keep them coming, you guys. Um, Yesterday, Brandy asked, rent market appraisals. Is it normal that these are required on all properties? We have 
rent uh, rental agreements, rental leases, rental contracts, whatever you want to call them, and and are still needing to complete rent appraisals. Uh, depends on the lender. Some That's lenders it. require it. <laughs> some lenders require it. Some lenders don't. Yeah. Um, depends on the lender. Depends on where you are and how many properties you have. Here's what um, um, a mortgage specialist said to us once about market appraisals is that from their perspective, from a lender's perspective, anybody can write up a fake rental lease agreement and with whatever rent they know that we need to see to get approved for a mortgage and, and say, here you go. One of probably the most easiest forgeable documents ever. Yeah. And so if you don't have like a track history or, um, you know, a sizable, um, words are going to be really hard this morning, portfolio, a sizable portfolio, then they might automatically just uh, like require it. Right. So from my understanding is that, uh, again, depends on lenders, but most lenders that I've seen lately, are requiring they want to see your t1 generals from the previous year so they can see how much they want to see how much rent you claimed rent how much rent you claimed they don't want to see the lease agreement they want to see the lease agreement and the t1 general to prove how much you claimed on your taxes on on each specific property if you do not have a recent T1 general, perhaps the person moved in three months ago, then they will do a rent appraisal instead, mm-hmm. which can be a real pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. But generally, I haven't run into any issues. I think it's kind of like a house appraisal. They're just doing it to make sure you're not out to lunch. Mm-hmm. You're not saying that, oh, I can rent this thing for 2500 and it's like a two-bedroom townhouse that you can rent for 12. Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're getting $1300 a month in rent, the appraisal comes at 1200, they're going to be like, "Okay, yeah, these they're in the right Range. ballpark." Yeah. If you say it's 1700, they're going to be like, "Ah, that's a lie." Um, so that's that's I think it's generally kind of like the house appraisal as well. You you need to get a house appraisal for most mortgages um, also and you know, I think that you know, you're buying it for 300,000 or 305,000 appraisal comes in at 295. They're like, okay, yeah, close enough. You know what I mean? It's rare that they'll come back and say, Hey, the appraisal is 295. We're only giving you 295. You come up with the other 10 K. It's pretty rare. So that's, that's my general understanding of it. If that helps. Um, best way to get the best answer is to talk to your mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, again, it's going to depend on the lender. <clears throat> We do. Uh, awesome. We have some live questions coming in too. Um, Brandy also asked yesterday, how long do you keep past tenant info contracts, etc.? cetera? Um, do you know what the law is on this? I forget exactly how many years it is, but in Sorry. each province, you're going to be required to keep um, previous tenants um, documents for a certain amount of time. I can't remember. Is, what, Three sorry, years, what was five the years, 10 years. How long do you need to keep... Um, Tenant documents after they're gone. Statement of accounts, lease agreements, walkout inspections, that kind of stuff. I, Does anybody in here know? Amanda says three years. Uh, I keep mine forever because they're just digital. I upload them all into my files. <laughs> I mean... Alberta.ca says tenants should provide a forwarding address to the landlord in writing and keep copies of all their documents for three years. Yeah. Yeah. So three years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they're digital and, you know, like in the cloud, you have like unlimited space. (laughs) So why do you need to keep it? I think if anything were to arise, like, like you you know how, um, you have a certain amount of time to like act on things by law. So if you didn't agree with something or if, I don't know, I don't know. What is the reason? I don't understand why you would need to keep it. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it would be to your detriment if you threw it out, but to, to, to be responsible legally to, to hold on to it. 
Yeah. I, or is it the opposite as a maximum of three years to hold their documents and then you no. are required to get rid of it? No. Their personal documents. No. It's you must hold them for three years. Doesn't make any sense to me. Please <laughs> let me know why in the comments on the live Bobby app. Okay. Uh, we have a relevant question to our last, uh, to the rent appraisal question. What about if a basement suite is a, an illegal unit and you are making another 1100 how would they appraise that rent? Not to your advantage. Okay. Uh, it, this is difficult. I'm a visual person, so I have to write this question down in order to process it. Especially Wayne today. needs coffee. <laughs> um, can you repeat the question? If there's an illegal basement suite? Yeah. So they're making an extra $1,100 on, on rents. Yeah. Um, how would they appraise that if, an, if a rent appraiser came in for oh. qualifying in a, another mortgage? <clears throat> That's a good question because I don't know if they check to see if it's legal. Yeah, I think that uh, you're SOL on that one. I think they would appraise it as a single family house. Yeah, because it's not a legal suite. Yeah, so you're only going to get whatever your main floor rent is. Or sorry, your appraisal is only going to be for a main floor house. Or sorry, a, a full house. So you're not going to get the 3100 You're going to get the 1700 which can be very difficult. Yeah. Um, sorry for all the bad news this morning. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Wilson wants to know. <clears throat> well, Amanda says, I think it's uh, in regards to holding documents for at least three years. I think it's in a case. In case. In case a previous tenant files a complaint with the RTDRS. Yeah. But again, it, isn't that to your detriment? If you can't provide proof on your end for whatever they're claiming. Yeah, it's just your proof for your, your defense. You know what I mean? They have all the evidence that they need to provide to make a claim. They are making a claim that you did something and providing evidence to support that claim. Your role in that you is to either- Defend yourself. Accept that that is correct, or to defend your uh, defend yourself and to prove that their claim is incorrect and not valid. In order to do that, you need to provide your own evidence. So if you don't save evidence, then it's to your detriment. So why would they require you to keep it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it's just some technical thing, technicality that they put in there that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> in case anybody's listening to a recorded version of this, we are live on the Podbean app yeah. where people join in. Um, they downloaded the Podbean app, they joined into our live show, and they are now writing their questions and comments into a chat feature, which um all the other participants can see and and chat with you as well as we can see and answer your questions and there's also a call-in button there's also a call-in button that you can you call can in and call talk in. to us nobody yeah. likes to call in in the morning though yeah for some reason <laughs> ryan's calling but i feel like he slipped his finger <laughs> it's way too fast ryan I, never calls but i i said it morning, and then ryan. he clicked it way too fast we must have it must be a button good morning no, <laughs> no mistake here. Um, good things. Uh, so been looking at some properties for um, fixing and flipping, but this question could be relevant probably to any sort of re renovation. Um, sure. One thing that I'm always been curious about, but never really looked into or or thought about too too much is when you're evaluating a property for a renovation um, how do you make the determination or what sort of factors do you do you look at uh, when determining whether a property's best use is actually a renovation or you know if you're in a, a infill area whether it would be better as a teardown and a rebuild um, for redevelopment uh, sort of where do you draw that line or what sorts of things do you look at that that would determine whether this is a an appropriate and good renovation project versus not a renovation project and would be better um, for a different use. Um, I need to ask a clarifying question. <clears throat> um, is this 
a question of whether you you should flip it or redevelop it or you want to flip it but you're wondering hey is this good for a flip or should i just pass on this because it's better for redevelopment the latter okay good because most people are like oh yeah i was thinking i got a really cool deal and i'm just gonna you know i'm not gonna flip it i'm just gonna tear it down and build something new on it this is a that's a completely different game that most people don't know anything about um zoning and rezoning and all that stuff so i just want to make sure that everyone's on the same page about that not necessarily just for you but for those that are listening before i answer the question and, and it's yeah uh it's normally has to do with the um uh with the life of the of the of the the house the bones the bones yeah the foundation the bones um you know how old is this property is is it like is the foundation shitty is the structure shitty you know is it is it ready for a teardown is it is it slanted <laughs> like when you look at it mm-hmm. is it crooked from the outside is the, yeah is the foundation like have um horizontal cracks all over it <clears throat> I, I say this, or is it, you know, is it, is it 800 square feet in a newer area where everything else is being torn down and, and being rebuilt on? There's a lot of um, uh, new developments going in that area. What you don't want to do is you don't want to spend $100,000, $120,000 to make this little cute little bungalow or whichever, this 1950s bungalow all nice and pretty. And then like in theory, in 10 years, it needs to be torn down, right? Because... Unless, of course, you're selling it. The, the next person who buys it is the sucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> because they're the ones that has this really fancy, you know, glossy, uh, newly renovated house that doesn't have a life expectancy of more than 10 or 15 years. Right? So they're going to buy this thing for five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars $700,000. And then in 10 or 15000 sorry, in 10 or 15 years, it's going to be worth like $300,000. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because it's just going to be worth the land that it's on. So um, it's going to depend on your area, um, the market that you're investing in. For I mean, for our area, once you start getting older than 1955, you know, you should be, you know, second guessing it. Um, but if you're flipping properties and that's what people want in those areas, they want those cute little character bungalows, um, but they want it nice and renovated and, you know, then, then sell it to them. But if you're planning on renovating it for yourself, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, have your home inspector or or get really good at determining um, what's what's the life expectancy expectancy of this building. So what what's a uh, what would be a good life expectancy that you would want to see out of a property? Um, like you said, ten to fifteen years may not may not be sufficient. Uh, what what should the target be? It depends. <laughs> it depends. I mean, can you see the foundation? Is it all exposed downstairs? If the foundation's in good condition, then great. If it's built mm-hmm. on like cinder blocks or wood foundation, I mean, it doesn't have that much time left. I nobody really I don't I, I, I can't tell personally. I just right. stay away right. from For sure. foundations, right? Yeah. Um like I don't want to sink a hundred thousand dollars into a into a renovation, thinking this house is going to be worth six hundred thousand dollars, and then some buyer's home inspector comes along, and goes, "Yeah, it's built on wood foundation. This, no, I wouldn't buy this. It's uh, it's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then you're stuck holding this property that you know you put way too much money in, and it's not worth as much. So, you know, do your own diligence on the front end. Um, I, me, me personally, in our in our market, I would only do poured poured foundations um i would stay away from you know like the the cinder blocks and the bricks and the and the wood foundations um if you have access you know to see the foundation make sure that it's it's not like it's not spider cracks everywhere you know what i mean um i've got a buddy and um he he uh he was out of town and i got a phone call that um it was a year or two ago two years ago oh at least two maybe three. um we we had a big rainstorm and uh and it turns out i guess is um all the water was like building up um along the edge of his house and, and he had an older house and it was built off like the, the cinder block um 
foundation. I don't, I don't know why he bought this house. Um, he doesn't listen to this podcast, but if he does, he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> like I don't know why he accepted those conditions. Uh, sorry, he, why he accepted that inspection. But I mean, we went down there into his basement, and of course, it's like knee high. Like it's, it was so high, and um, <laughs> and I mean, we're looking at the foundation, and it looks like spider cracks everywhere. There's water coming in everywhere. I'm like, dude, this is an exposed basement. You saw this. Why did you buy this house? It's in a good area. <laughs> it's off White Ave. Near a new LRT stop. It's right near the new LRT stop. It's going to go up in value. It's going to double in value. I'm like, dude, you can see. You can see the cracks. He's like, yeah, I was going to get them fixed eventually. We're talking thousands and thousands of dollars worth of repairs here. <laughs> so, yeah, if you could see it, then, then yeah. Um, if it's just one or two cracks that you can fill with epoxy, then then I think you're good. Um, but anyways, ask your home inspector to determine that. It always blows my mind that like when I watch investors and in, like, um, let's pick on Ontario, Ontario, and they're buying these old 1900 buildings and then they're redoing them. Like they're throwing lipstick on them and turning them into multi-units and stuff. I'm like, that thing is going to fall over. It's made of popsicle sticks. Um, that's, just, that's just me personally. But for flipping, yeah, ask your home inspector. Okay. And ask your realtor. Yeah, I was just going to say a realtor would probably have a, a decent idea on on markets and stuff for certain things too, right? Yeah, yeah. I think if you say 19, 1955, 1960 and, and, and newer, and then you do your, you know, make sure you're, you're doing your inspection and you're doing your diligence, I think you're okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a 70-year-old house. No worries. Yeah, buddy. for sure. Appreciate it. All right, have a good one. Safe travels too. Thanks, buddy. I'm We're still here. <laughs> yeah, and I was just remembering that that night that like he was out of town and like all the buddies needed to go grab the shop facts and we needed to like suck up all that water in his basement. It was so ridiculous. When you said like two years ago, but that was like five or six years ago. Was it? Yeah. No, it wasn't that long ago. Two years ago was the start of COVID. Feels like yesterday, COVID. <laughs> pandemic started. That's a very good point. Yeah, okay, it was a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think his whole basement was like, yeah, we all of our pant legs were up to our knees and <laughs> sucking up water and then pouring it into the drain. Ugh. Remember when I flooded our house? Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a great story too. I'm at work, working an overtime shift on the weekend. You know, making that sweet double time money. And I get a call from Gabby and freaking out. Incoherent. Um, it's probably the drinks that she had. <laughs> it's a nice summer day. It's a beautiful summer day. I'm out, you know, working, doing real estate stuff in my vehicle. And I get a call that the house is flooded. I'm like, how the fuck is the house flooded? It's blue skies. <laughs> well, Gabby decided to fill the sink. I don't know why she was filling the sink. Filling the sink for Probably something. Probably washing fruit. Washing fruit or something. And then she decided to go outside. And Everly was playing her, out with, in the backyard and your sister was over. She pours a drink and she goes and sits out in the lawn chair. God knows how long <laughs> they were out there. Leaves the water flowing. Completely floods the kitchen down into the basement. I, how long did it flow? I don't know. It had to have been like, I don't know. Would it be fair to say about 30 to 60 minutes? I was going to say like 45 minutes for the amount of water. She comes back in. She's like, what the hell? <laughs> so embarrassing. So dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay. Uh, so Wilson wants to know, how are you guys getting ARVs lately after a pair value? As the market heating up has made it hard to calculate. Amen. Can you send me these? Can you? Oh, you can't hear me. I it's it's. I can only hear partially what can't Gabby says. Can you see? Oh, is it in here? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was on your because uh, no. I couldn't find the question. Wilson. Wilson. Oh. Uh, I can't find it. Are you listening? I'll speak louder. Just uh, yeah, sure. 
How are you guys getting your ARVs lately as the market heating up has made it hard to calculate? We aren't. <laughs> it's um We're getting ARVs as they stand, but yeah, we're to. still using, you know, the last 6 to 12 months. Yeah. Um and then just assuming that it's going to be worth more. So, I'm still covering my ass. Make sure your numbers work based on what's sold in the last 6 to 12 months. Expect anything more to be a cherry on top. Yeah. I'm giving myself a little bit of a cushion though to 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 make, you know, maybe if the margins aren't as good based off of my original um my my usual um calculations, then I will assume that based on this market and based on where the market will be in a few months, I'll give a little bit of a cushion and say I'll, I'll allow it to pass. But it's it's very hard because we don't have six excuse me, we don't have six months of, uh, of comparables. Everything's just going up right now as we speak the last six to eight weeks. So it's, it's, it's so hard to guesstimate. Um, but it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't fully understand this question um, from Ver- Veron. Do you see it? Yep. Okay. Have you read it? Do you understand what he's asking? Uh, no, sorry. He says, would you rather do a good deal with somebody with giving your coaching or just buy paid mentorship with you? Just curious after some thoughts on a deal. Um, okay. So I think it's if you've got, see, Varen's got a good deal. Um, is it better to go and try and partner with a coach and get coaching because you brought them a good deal? Or is it just better to pay for the coaching instead? Oh. And not give up a percentage of it. Gotcha. Just curious after thoughts, some thoughts on a deal. Um, that depends on you and what, what your goals are. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I mean, partnering with someone, say it's a fix and flip is a great way to get experience is to get like free coaching, right? Um, not necessarily a good deal, but like if you can provide something, if you can provide money, if you can provide the deal, if you can provide, you know what I mean? In exchange for learning how to, to do something, I think that works. But I think that people over um, value um, the value of a deal. Anybody can find a deal, mm-hmm. right? If someone is experienced and they're a coach and they've, they've got experience in, in real estate investing, they don't need you to bring them a deal. Mm-hmm. They can find their own deal. Now, if you bring other valuable resources such as time, experience, money, Money. then I think that someone would be willing to partner with you. But anyone who who knows anything, anyone who's been doing anything for long enough and is an expert, they don't need you to bring them a deal. Um, Because they can just, they can either just find one themselves or they can just buy it off of you. It's better to buy it off you for 10,000 than to give you 25 or $30,000 worth of profits. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't partner with people like that. Not unless there's some value in it for me. Right. Yeah. Um, the amount of time it takes to, to kind of handhold someone during that process is actually quite a bit of work. Right. If you're expecting, if you're expecting this expert to, to teach you everything through that process, well, that, that, takes, exp- yeah. that takes a lot of time and it's, it's, it's a bit of a headache to be answering little questions every now and then. Well, why, why? Why? You know, just imagine a little. Imagine trying to teach a kid how to ride a bike. <laughs> no offense, and that's a bad example, but like, um, you know, it's one thing to tell people how to do it. It's another one to be answering why, 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 why would you do that? What's your thought process on that? It's it's a lot of work. When most experts in that situation, whether that be a rental property, a short term rental, Airbnb flips, rent to owns most experts have a team that takes care of all that stuff for them. Well, also, if you think about it, like it essentially it's a joint venture, right? You're joint venturing on whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Let's call it a a fix and flip for the sake of it. 
if you were to go, if, if the expert was to go and seek out a joint venture partner because they needed money to close on this or whatever, maybe fix and flip wasn't the right. But anyways, I'm going to continue you with that. Use an Airbnb as an example then. I didn't know nothing about Airbnb. <laughs> a rental property. Let's switch it to sure. just a rental property. Sure. I'm seeking out somebody who can go, who can bring the financing and get the mortgage and I'm going to be the expert and I'm taking 50% of the deal. That person's going to give me their money. They're going to buy the house and they're going to sit quietly and collect maybe some monthly cash flow. And mm. at the end, we're going to sell it and I'm going to give them their money back. I'm going to send them reports quarterly, biannually, maybe yearly to let them know how the property's doing. But otherwise, they're just sitting over there collecting and I don't have to deal with them. Mm. Right. Whereas if I partner with somebody who wants to learn about rental properties and the only reason they're partnering with me is to get my knowledge and expertise, I'm now having to include them in everything and answer all their questions. And every time there's tenant turnover, they want to be involved in how you screen and how you show it and how you do this and how you do that. And, oh, there's a repair. They want to be involved. Who did you call? How much did it cost? What's going on? That is a lot of extra work yeah. for somebody who already knows what they're doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To like, normally you just say, give me your money and for lack of better words, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's what most investors are looking for. They're looking yeah. for people that want to invest in real estate that, that don't want to deal with it. Do you mind scrolling down and checking, um, turn your battery saver off there? And, it's not, it's okay. just closes every um, and, and see if you did a follow up question to that or any. No, there's, there's not. Okay, because I, after I reread the question, now I realize I think he's asking me or you, would you rather do a good deal with someone oh, okay. with giving your coaching or would you rather that people pay you, Wayne? So would I rather, you know, do a good deal with someone and, and provide coaching or would I just rather people pay me? Um, it, the answer is still pretty much the same. Um, the amount of time it takes in order to to provide coaching um, is, is, is a lot of, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of questions. It's a lot of handholding. So, um, I mean, personally, I, I'm not, I'm not really down for that. And, and again, unless of course there's some, like, there's some extreme value that's being offered, you know I mean? Something that I can't do. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm a pretty confident person in myself and there's not much I can't do. Right. I built a really solid business that other people do things for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's not entirely impossible. I just don't want people like flooding my DMs and be like, I've got an amazing deal. I've got an amazing deal. No, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. Um, if it's a really amazing deal, you should be able to find another joint venture partner. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take very long to learn how to do this stuff, guys. Um, take a course. Figure out what it is that you want to do. Get the basics. So come to our basic training event on April 11th or 15th. Get the basics of real estate investing, you know, the fundamentals. And then decide what it is that you want to do and take one course to do that. That's it. It's that simple. Spend yeah. a couple hundred bucks. Get that course and that's it. Just go and take action. Yeah. Right? Thomas put in the comments here, create a win-win. And that's a good point. If you can approach somebody with what Wayne likes to call an irresistible offer and they can't say no to it, and they'll then coach you through it or help you or whatever, because whatever you're providing them is invaluable, then. That is a fact. Yeah. You then they get, can't say no. Your offer needs to be absolutely irresistible. Yeah. To get really good at writing irresistible offers. Yeah. Or, or pitching irresistible offers. Yeah. Thomas says, make the offer so good they feel stupid saying no. Exactly. Yeah. Thomas knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he does. You're speaking Wayne's language. <laughs> yeah, there's so many times where um, in the past where Wayne's like either gotten off of like a call or has been like messaging with somebody and he's like, if only they would just have made like an irresistible offer, they have no clue what they could have like gotten from me type yeah. of thing. But it's just like like having a the business that the business is that we have and being as busy as we are. You know, when people uh, approach and just like with kind of like a can you help type of thing, it's like. <laughs> Hi, um, I was just wondering, um, I was wondering if I could take you out for coffee and, and how can I provide you value in your business? You tell me how you can provide value. Tell me. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. Now we're sounding kind of douchey, but, but this is valuable information. <laughs> trust me, you'll get to this. You'll get to this point in the future when, if if you listen to everything we do and you reach your success, you're going to have people coming up to you saying the same thing. And it's 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 you know it's, that's not the way to get someone's attention. Yeah, that's not the way that I got people's attention. Irresistible offers, right? Something that they can't say no to. And you need to be willing to get up and do things that most people will not do. You need to impress them. Mm-hmm. You know, I really want to do this joint venture uh, per, uh, with this person who's in uh, who's in uh, the, the Saskatoon. But you know, um, or let's let's I'm going to use a different example in uh, in Halifax. But the time zones and everything else, it's really hard. I've been trying to get a hold of them, but they've been really busy. You want to you want to know how to get their attention? Go hop on a flight and go fucking fly there. Tell them I'll be there tomorrow morning. Spend the thousand bucks, get a hotel, get the flight and everything else and go down there and dress up nice and meet them. Say, you know what? I think this is a really great opportunity. How about I come fly to you and we chat about it? I'll meet you tomorrow morning at Tim Hortons. Wayne's done that a couple of times. Absolutely. You do whatever the hell it takes. it's worked in his favor a couple of times. <laughs> you do whatever the hell it takes and then you make him an irresistible offer. Yeah. That's how you get what you want, right? It can't be all about you and it can't be 50-50. It can't be win-win when it's something that you want. If they have something that you want that you need, you're going to have to do an unfair deal to get what you want. You're going to be giving way more than what you think what you think you should be giving. But I think that the opportunities that come with it and, and everything else, the opportunities that come after it are yeah. way outvalue it. Yeah. Outweigh it. 100%. Um. Yeah, if you're ever thinking about approaching someone because you really, really want them to teach you something or you really want to work with them, make it irresistible. Like they can't say no. Yeah. Or pay them for whatever services they offer. <laughs> if you can't, if you don't have anything to offer them. True. Yeah. Right? Because if not, there's normally a cost associated to it. Yeah. And that's just the cost of their time. Um, there's a bunch of chit chat about, uh, foundations, which we've kind of has come and gone unless you want to get back into it. Um, just chatting back and forth about sometimes hundred, hundred year old houses can be so well maintained and have foundations in excellent condition compared to 50 year old houses that haven't been well maintained, which is yeah, all true. (laughs) Um, where are we? Josh, Josh Wood says, how do you find sold houses in the area and what they are sold for, for the purpose of determining ARV? Is there a website that shows that? That would be your realtors. Realtor. Um, yeah, that is able to get those for you. You need to have access to their system that they pay for. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so nobody else has access to that. Yeah. So you just get your realtor to set you up. Um if you're planning on buying it, ask them to pull comps for you and, and determine ARV. Yeah. That's, that is a, a service that a good realtor will, will provide. Um, if you're doing lots, if, if, if you're going to be doing lots of business with them in the future, uh, then they will gladly do that for you. Well, if, if, yeah. So I guess you're talking about if you're maybe looking at like an off market deal or something like that. And you're asking a realtor to pull ARVs for you. Are you planning on flipping this property? Because if you're looking to buy a house and you're on a search with a realtor, that is their job is to pull ARVs and to tell you what the ARV is. So you don't need to ask them and they should be happy to do it. It is part of their job if you've hired a realtor. If you haven't hired a realtor and you're looking at an off market deal and you need to know you want to flip it and you need to know what the ARV is going to be, then yeah, you're going to need to approach a realtor and ask them to do that for you. And so long as maybe a what what's your irresistible offer? A are you offering them um you dinner. know money to do that or dinner, take them out for dinner? Or B are you saying that, you know, when I'm ready to sell it, I want to I want to list this with you and I'm going to do lots more of these and I want to be your client, but right now I have this off market deal. Tell you know like tell them what you'll do for them if they do this for you. If you sell yourself as an expert, the type of person that is Ryan still connected with us? Oh, 
Ryan was still there. Um, <laughs> if if you sell your if not if you sell yourself, but if if you present yourself as the type of person that is like, wow, this guy's gonna do or this girl's gonna do lots of deals. Um, it's in my best interest to spend the five minutes sending them these comps in the RV um, because when they sell it, they're going to use me. And I have a feeling that these guys are going to do a lot more in the future. So maybe I can find them. Maybe I can find them deals and send it to them. Or also I'll be selling all their properties. So they see you as a long-term prospect, right? So they're willing to put in that time. But if you show up there and just like, yeah, I was just wondering if you can pull some comps for me, then you're not exactly presenting yourself or selling yourself as an expert, right? It needs to be irresistible, right? Irresistible. That's the word of the day, mm-hmm. right? Um, my realtor has no problem pulling comps and telling me what the ARVs are. And I do it a f- couple times a day, some days. Mm-hmm. Whenever I see something pop up, bam, if it looks good, bam, comps, ARV, comps, ARV. I do it in a fun, it, it, we know each other well enough. Um, but, you know, if this is what you're planning on doing, you've had a discussion with them and then you've talked about what your business is and everything else, they will gladly do that for you. Gladly do that for you. A lot of people are going to ask, and I'm, I, I don't know, maybe maybe someone already has asked in the comments. I just haven't scrolled down yet. Uh, what about if you just like pay them? How much should I pay them for it? I've never met a realtor that accepts $25 for comps. Mm-hmm. Never once. Mm-hmm. I've asked. Yeah, each... early on, we, we offered it up when we were doing our creative stuff. Yeah, because we weren't planning on selling. We were yeah. just looking for comps for agreement for sales that we were going to be keeping long term. And every realtor I asked, they all said, it's okay. It's not a big deal because they, they use that as a, as a, to I get in your good books, to get in your good books. Yeah. Cause that if you do ever sell a property, then you're going to use them. It's one little incentive that they can provide for you. Um, that in exchange, they, they know that probably in exchange that you'll reciprocate in the future. Mm-hmm. So, um, if anyone has paid a realtor 25 bucks for comps or 50 bucks for comps, I'd love it if you guys can share it in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> or taking I've... them for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Annette and um, this mystery user who I'd still really like to know who you are, F-M-I-Q-G-M-A-M-Q-J, <laughs> um, mentioned things like Honest Door and um, Ojo Homes in Calgary to check for sold houses. Um so the Ojo Homes in Calgary says once you register on their site, you can see sold houses. Interesting. And then Annette mentioned on a store, but it's six months behind, so not valuable in this market. Yeah. I use it. I use on a store for, to get a general idea of the value of a property. Yeah. But don't take any of that information too seriously. I also use on a store to see how much they paid for it. Yeah. Um, when they bought it. Francis. Do we know who Francis is? No. <laughs> I could see the the wheels turning inside of your brain. You were thinking so hard. I'm thinking. <laughs> if I had a last name, but Francis, Francis, Francis. <laughs> Sorry to single you out. <laughs> I joined yesterday. Oh, so you've, been, you've been shitting on Francis, and they just joined yesterday. Oh, you need to update your profile. Get your name in there. You want to know who you are. Yeah. Where are you from? Welcome. Where are you from? What do you do? you got 12 <laughs> minutes, and there's no more questions. Calgary. Awesome. Awesome. Have you joined the Real Estate Investing uh, Masters group? That was a really cool post he did yesterday, by the way. I thought so. Gab- Gabby does a simple post. Hey, where's everybody from? In the master's group, bam, like 70 people, you know, all, like all day I'm getting notifications of people saying where they're from. Like, oh, that's cool. That's nice. You don't see posts, you know, everybody getting involved in posts very often. So really what cool. I hope that you all do with that post, if you haven't seen it, um, it's in the real estate investing master's group. So I posted a picture of a map and saying, every, where's everybody from? So first of all, if you haven't yet, get in there and and put where you're from. And second of all, don't just leave it at that. Now go and scroll through all those responses. Um, Maybe reply to the ones that are in your city or your area with a little hand wave like a, hey, me too. And then click on their profile and add them as a friend. And go for coffee or 
get on a Zoom call or whatever, just like start networking with these people who um, are, you know, they're like-minded, they're in this group and you never know what's there. Maybe they have really cool resources um, to share with you. Maybe there's some sort of partnership down the line because you guys are working on the same types of things. Maybe like... I was going to ask you, Gabby, like, what are the benefits of networking? Everybody says you should network with other like-minded individuals. Like for some people that have, that have just, I'm going to use me as an example. You know, I got into like the trades and like, I, I was never part of any, I never took any education, you know, on business. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought, Hey, I, I think real estate's a really cool idea. And um, I, I'm going to buy some real estate and I'm going to better myself. And so I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad talks a little bit about cash flow and assets. Okay. I'm starting to get it. Okay. And now everybody says I should network. Well, what the fuck is networking? Like, what is it? For someone who doesn't really know what networking is, does that mean just showing up to a room and, 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 and being the dumbest person in the room and saying hi? Like, what is it? What does it entail? What are the benefits of it? No. So networking, I personally think the most valuable benefit is that you don't know what you don't know and you don't know who you don't know. And having a conversation with one person can open up an entire world of possibilities. Like you don't know who that person on the other end of who you're networking with, you don't know who they know. Maybe they are into doing fix and flips and they have all the money they'll ever need and they're not looking for people to partner with or anything like that. And you're telling them that like, oh, I'm, you know, I just got into real estate a couple of years ago. I have a few properties. I'm really wanting to scale though, but you know, like I just... I don't really know like what to do or who to talk to or whatever. And they're like, oh, well, actually, you know, my brother's really looking. He has this money that like, you know, he keeps trying to get me to use, but but I don't need it. And, you know, like maybe I can hook you two up. And next thing you know, you have a joint venture partner who has a shitload of money to bring and wants to do deals with you. Mm-hmm. Like that, like literally stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah. All the time. Because you just happen to have that conversation. You just happen to have a conversation and tell somebody, which we preach all the damn time, tell people what you're doing, tell people what you're looking for. Yeah. And you have a much better chance <laughs> of accomplishing whatever it is you want to accomplish. I, uh, me, when I first started going into these rooms, I was under the impression, I, I the belief that why should I be going into these rooms when everybody is looking for the same thing. I think, I think that people, when they, when we say to go to networking events, I think that we're not telling you to go to networking events to go find joint venture partners. I mean, sometimes it it, it works out, right? But to get into these rooms with other investors and surround yourself with like-minded individuals is about creating um, opportunities like this, like Gabby said, but also just to have conversations with other people who are doing the same thing that you're doing and getting away from the water cooler type people that you've been dealing with and your buddies from high school. Talking about politics and. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you need to surrounding yourself with other people who are, you know, who are creative like you that want to, you know, build things that, and also just, talking about what you're looking for and they talk about what they're looking for and some way you can work together. Or I know someone it's just, it's, it's building a network of, of people and, and, and resources, right? Mm-hmm. I, there's so many different examples. And, and I, I look back and I, I think about like that, that simple way of that I thought before of like, why would I go in that room? I walk into that room and everybody's looking for the exact same thing. They're all looking for joint venture partners. Hi, my name's Wayne. I'm looking uh, for some money for my new deal. Oh, that's amazing. My name's Tim. I'm looking for for money for a new deal too. If you know of anybody, are you interested in investing in my deal? No. No, I don't have money. Are you (laughs) interested in investing in my deal? No, I don't have any money. Like it's That's what everybody just assumes and that's what I thought it was going to be too. But you start building friendships and relationships with people and and you start having conversations about what they're working on and then you it, it makes this whole like this puzzle assembly thing that I've been talking about lately a lot easier. Like if Gabby told me that she was looking for a fourplex in a certain area 
And then I go to another event and she has cash, but she just can't find it. And I go to another event and someone's talking about how they got a, this fourplex that's like really driving them bonkers and it needs a lot of money to be renovated and whatnot, but they don't have the money to renovate it. And their realtor won't list it because it looks like garbage. You know, remember when I listened to Gabby the other day and Gabby told me that she's looking for a fourplex that she can increase the value by renovations and, and then increase the rents. It's exactly what the both of them are looking for. I could be a broker of this deal, right? Could I not perhaps get it under contract with that other person and then sell my interest in that property to, to Gabby mm-hmm. and make a fee, an assignment fee? See what I mean? Like there's, there's, or you just do it as a, as a, as a good gesture. Hey, you know, I actually know someone and I'm going to link you two up and then you link, you know, the two people up and they're both extremely grateful and that's going to create more opportunities in the future, right? Networks. They say it's your net worth. For a reason. Um, so Samantha did have a question, but it looks like, uh, Jeremy got some answers for her. Um, she, you know, she's talking about when you're starting out, all the books and stuff are talking about learning the market, looking at GDP and employment, et cetera. She was asking where to go to gain that information. So, um, looks like Jeremy answered. Yeah. Jeremy pretty much answered her. So, um, he's talking about the Alberta dashboard and PricewaterCooperhost real estate trends are some of the areas that he looks at, um, for school. It's really cool because Jeremy um, is learning all about this, Yeah. all right? And then I just had a conversation with Thomas as well, and Thomas is taking similar courses as well mm. about entrepreneurship and business. So it's 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 we've got two two people that are that are that are going diving really deep into the textbooks and the stats on this, which is really awesome. Something that like I've never done personally. I mean, I did my own research on my market when I first started, but. Um, you know, when you invest in your own backyard and it's a really great market, it's kind of, it's kind of easy. (laughs) I don't really need to do that much because it's just like, if I were, if I were investing in another market, I'd have to do a lot more research Mm -hmm. and and stay on top of things. But just, just Edmonton is one of those just great markets that I don't really need to. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you just, oh, I might sneeze. It's funny that you just said that about um, Thomas and Jeremy, because I think that often I kind of confuse them. And I'm realizing now that it's because they talk about a lot of the same kind of like yes. stuff. Yeah. And so I think that's why. So that's funny. I'm glad that you said that. Yeah. Didn't realize it until now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So, you know, I'm going to I'm going to lean on you both um, for. Uh, for some more, you know, technical stuff on on I, like listening to jeremy like I, i'll be completely honest i'm like this guy knows his stuff like <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean not these aren't things that i'm looking at personally yeah. when i chose an easy market i'm always for me personally i don't want to be doing a ton of research i don't want to be on every property on every you know neighborhood i, I or on every um on every little town and what the industries are i like to keep things simple mm-hmm. super simple right um, sometimes you can kind of get a little clouded with, with all that stuff and over, well, that's where the whole analysis paralysis thing comes, right? Like, I, yeah, I guess, but you know, if that mill doesn't open up until 2024, what if it doesn't open up and what if there's delays in construction mm-hmm. and then jobs are delayed and then therefore no one's gonna have any money. Like, I'm not worried about that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to think about that stuff. I want to, I, I pick something that's very simple and then I just, you know, replicate it over and over and over again. So I don't have to think about it so I can think about bigger things in my business. I'm growing the next arm, right? Um, but it's, it's, it's pretty cool stuff. Um, I'm, I'm going to lean on you guys a lot, um, for, you know, with your, with your education. Definitely. All right. Gab? Yes. We made it. Coffee free. We did it. I'm going to go try and descale my Nespresso. I already searched the food delivery apps to see if we could have coffee delivered to us and nothing's Crazy. open. Leduc sucks. <laughs> I mean, Leduc's awesome. <laughs> Still awesome. Well, in your little post yesterday, um, asking where everyone's Lots from, there's quite from a bit Leduc. of people from Leduc. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Very crazy. Um, Wilson says Edmonton is the place yeah, to be. Yeah, if we were in Edmonton, we've had, we'd have coffee on our doorstep by now. Yeah. Wilson <laughs> moved there so we don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> 
not helping our coffee situation though, <laughs> unless he's driving it to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we'll see you tonight at Friday Life Training. Yes. If you haven't already signed up for basic training, our basic training events on April 11th through 15th, go and do that. Tell your friends. Share it, okay? Um, hope you guys have oh, an awesome um, Ryan weekend. Wants to, Ryan wants to know, is the show still good to go next week? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be doing see it See you Monday morning. Um, I guess we get to sleep, sleep in, in a bit. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyways, have a great weekend, guys. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.